Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Sometimes, that is so true, the girl is just a problem. (laughs) And I kind of like that. I'll wear that. I'll own it. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. We're live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Do you need to know what it takes for a home to fit your budget and your family? Rocket can. You can find me on Twitter, Radio. Always glad to connect with you. And right now, you are all about my sleepy dog. That is her most of the time. Just here's the deal with my dog. She only does that when she wants to sleep. When I want to sleep, nah, nope. Her favorite time, her most awake time of the day happens to be in the mid-afternoon when I would like to be sleeping. (laughs) When I would like to hit my second round of REM sleep. So yeah, sometimes I have to kick her out of the bedroom (laughs) and let her go sleep or hang out somewhere else because uh, she's trying to wake me up and cut into my beauty rest. But she's got plenty of beauty rest, which is why she's so beautiful. On our Facebook page too, After Hours with Amy Lawrence. And also you can call us anytime, toll free, 855-212-4227. Here we are on the eve of week seven in the NFL and man, there is a lot of brutal offense around the league. Now, some of it can be attributed to injuries. Some of it can be attributed to rookie quarterbacks or quarterbacks that weren't expected to be on the field. Lots of rotation with the quarterbacks. For instance, Miami, though, will be pleased to, I'll be pleased to see Tua back uh, in week number seven. Well, Pittsburgh is obviously going through a transition, trying to find the answer after Ben Roethlisberger's retirement. Mitch Trubisky didn't last long. It was the rookie, Kenny Pickett, who took over for him until this past weekend when Mitch was called upon to step in because Pickett was knocked out of the game. So we'll start with Pittsburgh as we welcome former Steelers defensive back, two-time Super Bowl champion, CBS Sports HQ analyst, Bryant McFadden. And Bryant, we'll start with your franchise. Knowing what we know through six weeks, and actually before we even go there, I remember you told me preseason, in Mitch we trust. I asked you, who should start for the Steelers? And you said, in Mitch we trust. So what's your assessment of the offensive situation now? 
kind of emotional, emotional roller coaster. We've seen some highs. We've seen a lot of lows. The unique thing about the Steelers right now is that, yes, they've been inconsistent on the offensive end, and because of that, they haven't won a lot of ball games. But the luxury they have on their side is that the uncertainty in their division has been well documented, right? We really believed and thought the AFC North would be one of the more competitive divisions in the National Football League. But so far this season, they've been the opposite. So the window of opportunity is still there for the Pittsburgh Steelers. They just got to find a way to be consistent on the offensive end, get healthy on the defensive side, and try to stack wins. What stands out to you from what you've seen so far? I think the disappointment from teams that we really thought would be championship-like, right? I know there's still a lot of football left to be played, but I really thought Cincinnati would pick up right where they left off at, not necessarily saying losing the Super Bowl, but you know how they got to the Super Bowl. And also, remember, they invested a lot in the offensive line as far as draft capital, as far as free agency, and they pretty much have provided the same production they did a year ago, which wasn't a lot. So that's concerning, that's alarming, and then with ball defensively. I mean, their defense hasn't reached the standard there based on what we've seen in their organization on the defensive side. Now, they've been dealt with a lot of injuries, but yet and still protecting leads, not getting in shootouts, not being dominant, consistent, has been the storyline for their defense. And oh, by the way, you know, Lamar Jackson over the last few weeks, he hasn't looked like the Lamar Jackson we saw in the beginning of the season. And then Cleveland is just Cleveland. I think that's safe to say, just leave it like that. The Browns are doing what the Browns have been doing for quite some time, but they can run the football and they got an outstanding running back in Nick Chubb. You played for Mike Tomlin, and I know you think highly of him. I've heard you talk about him before. It drives me insane that every single time the Steelers lose, regardless of circumstances, people are calling for his head. I do not get that. What's your reaction to that, how quickly people turn on him? I think our fans, and it's the gift and the curse, right? If you're a fan of Pittsburgh, if you are in your 50s, if you're in your 60s, if you're in your 70s, you're in your 40s, right? As an adult, you remember Pittsburgh winning championships. So our fan base, they're spoiled. And with that being said, anytime that look, it looks like we're going to kind of go in the wrong direction, oh, we need to fire the coach. Well, my thing is this. There's only one coach currently coaching in the National Football League that has never had a losing season. And people can say that's not an important stat. Yes, it is. Because he's always above 500. He's never below 500, to say the least. He's never been below 500. This man has always been relevant, and regardless of what you think he should be doing, one thing he's doing is winning enough games to be able to have that playoff conversation, the playoff hopes there at the end of the season, and get into the tournament. So it's just a matter of our fans being spoiled and deserving so because they've been around a lot of good football. We have six, six sticky Lombardies in the, front, in, in the building right now on the south side. How many organizations can say that? Not many. All the Hall of Famers, the fan base have been able to cheer and root for and the Hall of Famers that will be getting into the Hall in the near future as well. So it's a spoil fan base. And with that being said, sometimes they kind of take things for granted when the expectations are not being reached immediately. I can think of at least 25 franchises that would take Mike Tomlin as their coach if he became available tomorrow. At least 25. Exactly, exactly. I remember, you know, real real briefly, I used to hear sometimes the rumors about some New Orleans Saints fans wishing that, you know, Sean Payton, they will fire Sean Payton and, and go a different direction. Oh, 
Yes, for sure. Brian McFadden is with us here on CBS Sports Radio. He's a former Pittsburgh Steeler, Super Bowl champion. Now you see him on CBS Sports HQ. So, Brian, uh, we've seen some putrid offense uh, around the league in the first six weeks. Tom Brady described that it's just bad football. Kurt Warner told me earlier this week that it was choppy at best. So you came from the defensive side of the ball. What are you seeing with the offense through six weeks of football? I mean, we've seen some offenses that have been stagnant. We've seen some offenses that have really have have not really lived to the billing. And I think the issue with some of the offenses, the expectations for some said offenses were extremely high, right? Let's start with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tom Brady returns. Most of the offensive cast returns. You lose a few members on the offensive line, but yet still, we felt like this offense would do numbers based on what they did last year. Haven't really seen that. Aaron Rodgers, right? Hall of Fame quarterback is still still considered to be one of the best in the game. Mm-hmm. Coming into this year, you lose Devontae Adams, but heck, we've seen uh, we've seen Aaron perform without Devontae throughout his career when he was there in Green Bay. It, it shouldn't be a, that big of a drop-off. Mm, lie, right? <laughs> Numbers have not provided what we thought we would see from Aaron Rodgers. Let's look at the Los Angeles Rams, right? Matthew Stafford threw the second most passing touchdowns behind Tom Brady last year in a feel-good year, first experience in La La Land, we thought, yeah, come back, might not throw the same amount of touchdowns, but yet and still he should be considered to have his name in, sprinkled in the MVP conversation based on what he did last year in the expectations. No, that's total opposite. So that's why the talk about offense or the lack thereof has been really heightened because most of the offenses that we're seeing struggle have some big-name players at the quarterback position. Right. You didn't mention the Broncos and Russell Wilson. Oh, yes, I, I'm sorry. I should have <laughs> threw his name out there first. I should have threw the Broncos out there first. But, yeah, that, that proves my point. You know, a lot of the struggling offenses, they got big-name players at the quarterback position that was getting paid a lot of money. With Russell Wilson, did you have the expectation that he would step into that Broncos offense and it would be transformed? No question. You know what? I Now, I will keep it real with you. I really thought – the Broncos will finish either third or fourth in the Ooh. AFC West, right? Okay. That's what That was my thought process getting ready for the season because a first-year head coach, new offense for, court, for for your quarterback, then, of course, really thinking probably be the best division in the National Football League. But I still thought we would see production, be cooking, right? Moving, <laughs> moving around, doing numbers individually, scoring points. I thought the offense would be real good, a, a nice watch. Man, was I wrong. <laughs> Man, was I wrong. I've never really experienced on multiple occasions having to hate the fact that I have to watch an offense. That's how I feel. Like, and they, I'm like, who keep putting the Broncos on primetime TV? We just saw them over a week ago Thursday night. That was horrible. Then we just saw them again, what, this past, was it Monday? Monday, yes. Like, who keep, why do they keep doing us like that? Like, come on. <laughs> Like it's like it's, it's. I used to hate watching Lifetime movies. That used to, I used to hate that watching a Lifetime movie as a man is hard. It's <laughs> dreadful. That's a hard watch. Watching the Broncos on offense is like watching a Lifetime movie. Gosh. Well, I don't know what it says about me, but I generally don't enjoy Lifetime movies either. So. <laughs> You know what? You you get where I'm coming from. You already know I how do. I feel with that. I mean, we all thought Curly Hunter Russell Wilson was going to jump into a Broncos uniform and just take flight. You know, first Monday night, remember, they played against Seattle. Who would have thought Seattle would have came out in a better situation trading away oh. Russell Wilson? 
Geno Smith has been ten times better than Russell Wilson. And I don't see that slowing down at all. Not to mention all the resources, all the draft picks they got in return, along with the current players that are currently there through that uh, transaction. But something to be said for coaching, too, right? Because Pete Carroll, he is one of the best uh, in the league, and he's seen a bunch of transition, and yet generally gets the best out of his roster. Yes, Pete Carroll's a good coach, and coach is very, very important. You know what I mean? Because Pete Carroll has the experience. He knows what it takes to win championships. He should have two Super Bowls, but that's the one it, the <laughs> one era where he didn't. He was coaching with his eyes closed and his mouth not, and his mind not working, not running the football. Another topic of discussion. But Pete Carroll has always been known to be relevant. And the thing I like about this year's Seattle team, they're playing hard. That is a team that fights. And also, let's give – their staff, their draft staff, right? GM, everybody in, in, involved in selecting drafts, mm. draft players. They've hit on this draft. My goodness. Listen, all their key high draft picks from a year ago, starting with Cross, the first rounder, uh, Willing. I think they got Willing, Tariq Willing in the fourth. These guys have been contributing and doing so at a high level. They're starting two rookie tackles, the left and the right, and they haven't missed a beat. And now you got Kenneth Walker involved remember he was injured in the beginning of the season they took him high in the second round if not mistaken people were confused about why i do that you have penny at that time chris carson but we didn't know chris carson probably would play ever again but now kenneth walker looks like a beast so yeah they're they're in a better situation without russell wilson and if you would have asked me that Seven months ago, I said, you're drunk. <laughs> Brian McFadden is with us from CBS Sports HQ. It's after hours, CBS Sports Radio. Brian, when I found out we were going to get the chance to talk to you, uh, I immediately was thinking about um, you know this whole idea of roughing the passer because it's been a big topic of conversation. And even Hall of Fame quarterbacks will tell you that the field is slanted in favor of the offense. So if you are playing now, or if you're talking to someone who's playing now, how do you approach tackles specifically with the quarterback if you have an opportunity to sack him or bring him down well this is the best advice i would give if i was currently a player talking to other players about tackling quarterbacks just imagine putting a baby in a bassinet that's the same mindset you have to use in tackling the quarterback what? You, gotta, you you yes just know you know when you when you hold the baby you got that baby you you talking to oh, baby don't stop crying you know you sing a little lullaby and now you got to put the baby down in the bassinet you got to have that 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 left or right hand under the head all the way going down the spine you know with with the baby and then you just oh gently lay the baby down you know what i'm talking about right yes that's what you got to do with the quarterback that's the way you got to tackle quarterbacks. You got to lay them down like you lay them down in the basement to avoid any penalties, and then you're going to get fined. Because what we're seeing right now is wild. It is so absurd from what they expect defenders to do. Atlanta, that whole situation with Grady Jarrett was wild. Mm-hmm. Chris uh, Jones, um, Kansas City. Uh, who were Kansas City playing again? That was Derek Carr. The Raiders, the Raiders yep. was wild. Every week we're seeing something where you, you want to pull all your hair out. <laughs> you just want to pull it out because you want to feel some pain to kind of bring you back down to life. Like, what am I watching? Why is this doing this? You feel like you want to do something. So that's the bet. you got to lay these quarterbacks who are 6'3", 6'4", 6'5", 220, 230, 240, 260. you got to gently lay them down like you're laying a baby in a bassinet. Ugh. And that's not football. No, no, it's not. It's not. And then if you if you accidentally fall on them, oh, that's another penalty. So it's not about getting a personal foul on contact. 
It's about what happens throughout the tackle. You might not hit them extremely hard, but if you happen to fall on them by accident, that's going to bring a flag. We saw the NFL try to bring in review for the pass interference calls a couple years ago as this overreaction to what had happened in the NFC Championship. And so they tried review of what is a judgment call. Would you go that route with pass interference where you would allow it to be reviewable? You, you have to. Yeah, number one, I feel some type of way that they, they tried it, they took it away. Of course, we know why. They want to see points. But in regards <laughs> to personal fouls, unnecessary roughness, yes, yes, it's a, it's a judgment call. So you're already emphasizing to the referees, be extremely cautious in what you see in regards to quarterbacks getting tackled. So they're already flag-heavy anyway. They're prone to th- reach for their flag. But let's allow it to be a situation where there's a judgment call. Let's go review it. I don't care anything about the time that it might consume. It's worth it. Because that could be the, 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 the final say in who wins and who loses. Like, think about Tampa. Not necessarily saying that Tampa would have won that ball game if they didn't call that unnecessary roughness on Tom Brady, on, Jer- on Grady Jarrett tackling yep. Tom Brady. But one thing we know, they never got an opportunity to get the ball back to try to win it. Because that provided Tampa a first down, and Atlanta didn't get the ball back, if I'm not mistaken. That was third down. They had enough time on the clock to score. They ended up losing that ball game, if I'm not mistaken, 21 to 17 or something like that. Mm-hmm. So they took that loss, right? Clearly that was a bad call. We don't know what would have happened if they would have gotten the ball back, but guess what? They didn't because of a bad call. Let's see how that loss could affect Atlanta in late December and help Tampa. That's the divisional game. And to think about this as well, if Atlanta would have been able to get the ball back, if they never called that call, and this is a hypothetical, Let's say Atlanta goes down and scores and wins the ball game. Guess who's first in the division? Well, heck, I think Atlanta might be still first. I don't have my, my paperwork. Yeah, they're tied. Me, they're tied. <laughs> they're tied. I don't got my paperwork. I'm sorry. But, <laughs> hey, you see what I'm saying, though? It wouldn't be a tie. Atlanta would be first in the division. Ripple effects for some of these calls. Ripple effects through the rest of the season. Uh, Brian McFadden of CBS Sports HQ, and of course, a former Steelers DB and two-time Super Bowl champion. I need you to hang on for just a quick break. But I want to ask you about Tua and the handling of Tua's health over the course of these few weeks because I know you had very strong opinions and a very strong reaction when he was concussed against the Bengals. So hang on. We're excited to have a few more minutes with Bryant here on After Hours. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Moser remains the running back. Play action to a roll to his left. Stops. Nobody's open, Joe. He's going to be sacked back in his own territory at the 47-yard line. Two is down. He got body slammed. He got thrown down. And they're coming out right now. Jimmy had time to get rid of it. Instead, he gets thrown down hard, and he's not getting up. Oh, boy. I remember the entire night up to the point where uh, I got tackled. Uh, but, yeah, after, after I got tackled, I, I don't remember uh, much from, from there getting carted off. I don't remember that. Um, but I do remember, uh, you know, things uh, that were going on when I was in the ambulance and then when I arrived at the hospital. Off the field, on the money, and after hours, it's time to talk football with Amy Lawrence. It was a scary moment on a nationally televised game, and you hear the moment on Dolphins Radio when Tua not only was thrown to the ground, had his head hit the turf, but his hands are up in the air and they're seized. They're they're frozen. They can't move. And we all watched, I think, a lot of people in horror uh, as he was carted off. And Tua returning to the Dolphins and to a press conference on Wednesday. He admits he remembers the ambulance, he remembers the hospital, but he does not remember that hit that has been removed from his mind, at least for now. Though he's cleared all his protocols and he is anxious to get back on the field with his team. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio, continuing with CBS Sports HQ analyst and two-time Super Bowl champion Bryant McFadden. And Bryant, going back to the two... uh, hits the one well it was more like a push from Matt Milano against the Bills and then the hit in the against the Bengals that took him to the hospital I know that you have really strong opinions I've seen some of your videos what would you do differently so that when a hit is delivered in the case of two up an example that's right there for us to see over and over players can still be protected or treated with the utmost care well, my thing is this. Let's go back to Buffalo. When he got pushed down in Buffalo, he yes. was concussed. Let's keep it real. If you got a sound eye and you have experience in watching the game of football or experience in being tackled and having symptoms of a concussion, you know instantly something is not right. He's disoriented a little bit. He's, con- he's, he's experienced some type of dizziness, which comes from being concussed to some degree. So, therefore, he should have been removed, not returned back into the game, not back in the game at all. And then he plays in Cincinnati, and then he gets concussed. And my thing is this. Think about this. Think about the plays we just talked about with Chris Jones, Derek Carr, Grady Jarrett, Tom Brady. When Tua got slammed down Thursday night Cincinnati, there was no flag. Right. Now, maybe because of what happened for Tua that provided flags to surface weeks after that, like we just talked about. But in that case, Tua should have never played against Cincinnati. They got it wrong. 
against Miami, allowed them to play, and now because of what happened, they're calling the games in a different way in regards to tackling quarterbacks, which is not fair to defenders because it's not a defender fault that they got it wrong against Miami. It's good to see Tua coming back. But, yeah, that definitely has been a catalyst for what we're seeing the last couple of weeks, which is how the NFL operates, right? It's this overreaction ends up impacting everything else that happens on the field. Uh, Brian McFadden is with us here on CBS Sports Radio. Before I let you go, you mentioned the AFC North, but I always like to ask you about some other surprises, whether positive or negative, because we are through six weeks now already. Man, the season's going fast. Yeah, let's keep it real. You, Amy, you're in, the, uh, in New York City, right? Yes. You you in the Big Apple with the light shine bright, the stage is big, nobody ain't sleeping. That's what they say <laughs> in, in New York, right? Yes. You know, I'm from the South. So they say that that's what the lights are at its brightest. And let's talk about the New York team. The freak, the Giants are 5-1 and one and the Jets are 4-2. and two. Talk about surprises. Those two teams have been the biggest surprise for me in the National Football League, and here's why. If you would have told me in July – that in six weeks of play, the Jets would be four and two based on their schedule, and the Giants would be five and one. Once again, I would have said you're drunk. <laughs> you're totally intoxicated. I would have said no, you're drunk, and you're not telling the truth. You're just all the way intoxicated because there's no way in the world that's possible based right. on what we've seen. Not just last year, the year before, the uncertainty on the roster, new coaches. What? How long will it take for them to kind of showcase who they are? The foundation. In, into the organization. But get this. The Jets are 4-2. The Giants are 5-1. The Giants have won ball games, doing it with almost the who's of who. Some of the notable names that we thought would be big-time contributors for their organization haven't really done nothing. Kadarius Toney? Nothing. Kenny Galladay? Nothing. You missed your, your best defensive player for a few weeks, Leonard Williams? Didn't miss a beat. Think about what the Giants have doing. Saquon Barkley has been in beast mode. Yes. Just stay healthy, Saquon. That's all I ask. Just stay <laughs> healthy. But Lord have mercy. You talk about beast mode, he's been balling. Daniel Jones has been holding on to the football. He's been <laughs> holding on to the football. And the unique thing about the Giants, and the same can be said for the Jets, they're finding ways to win ball games. In years past, those two teams, they found a way to lose. And it was so annoying for the Jets fans. And the Giants fans. I was talking to a Jets fan about two weeks ago. He was just waiting for the Jets thing to happen. You know how every year the Jets thing happened where they just do something dumb and they just start losing ball games? <laughs> he, was his op- he was not optimistic at all. He's like, no, but, you know, it's the Jets. And, but he's just so scoring. He's been beat up such for such a long time watching the Jets. He didn't really believe they actually could be a good team. He's like, well, I'm just waiting for the Jets thing to happen. Like, what's the Jets thing? I didn't know it was a thing. He's like, yeah, you know, when the Jets do that thing where they just let us down and disappoint us, I'm tired of being disappointed. I'm like, man, where's your hope? Be optimistic. Be excited. But seeing what they've done in six weeks, I wasn't a bet. He has changed his mindset on the Jets. So kudos to those two organizations. Those two are my biggest surprises. The city should be on fire. They should be <laughs> fired up. If you're a Jets fan, you don't root for the Giants, you should root for the Giants. If you're a Giants fan who don't like the Jets, you should root for the Jets. It's great for the city. It is. It's great for the game game of football. New York got to be on fire right now. And you got the Yankees getting ready to play the Astros. Well, the Knicks going to do what the Knicks do. I mean, you know, there's not a lot of high hopes for the Knicks, but everything else is jumping. The Rangers <laughs> seen what they did last season. Come on. New York's supposed to be on fire right now, even though it's, cold, it's, it's very, very cold, I would imagine. You're still <laughs> supposed to be on fire for the city. It's not that cold. It's in the 50s, for heaven's sakes. 
Mm-mm, mm-mm. New York 50 is different than South 50. Like, you know, you know, if you're in Georgia, the 50 is a little – I can deal with the 50 in the state of Georgia. Up in New York, when it's 50, that's a little different. You played in Pittsburgh, Brian. Did that not toughen you up? It did, but I'm retired. That's oh, the crazy true. part about it. Point. When I played in Pittsburgh, it used to be 10 degrees, 15, 20. I felt fine. But if you put me in that type of element right now, I'm not doing it. There's not enough thermos and long johns for me to put on and layer up to feel comfortable to be outside in that type of weather. Mm. After winning two Super Bowls with the Steelers, Bryant McFadden has developed a thin skin since his retirement, but we always enjoy Back. having him on the show. <laughs> you, you, you can find him on Twitter at BMAC underscore Sports Talk. You can catch him on CBS Sports HQ. Always good to catch up with you. I got you. Baby in a bassinet. From now on, that is and my mental image. <laughs> you know, if you ever, you ever had to put a baby in a bassinet, you know you got to be extremely gentle. You don't want to drop that baby the wrong way. That's how it is with these quarterbacks as a defender. You got to put him in the bassinet. Fantastic. Good to talk to you, Bryant. Uh, thank you for having me. Taking aim at everything from curly-headed Russell Wilson and how terrible the Broncos' offense is and why we're getting subjected to watching it on national TV to the rules that are forcing defenders to cradle quarterbacks like babies in bassinets to the Giants and the Jets and New York weather being way too cold for Bryant's thin skin. Man, we covered a lot of ground there, but really good stuff. And I told you, I I wanted to get a defensive player's perspective because we spoke to Kurt Warner earlier in the week about the same stuff, roughing the passer. That clip is on Twitter. And, of course, that whole conversation is on our podcast. And now Bryant from the other side of things, though they both have the same opinion, which is that right now – The course correction has gone too far the other direction uh, in terms of the penalties and the rules. However, most importantly, Tua is getting ready to return. All right, we got a lot on our plate still. We've got an extensive edition of QB News uh, at some point over the course of uh, this show because we didn't get to it last night. How about that? Middle of NFL season, we actually didn't talk much NFL on last night's show. Uh, And we are here now on the eve of week seven. We also had a bunch of players in new uniforms making their NBA season debut. So that's ahead too. We'd love to hear from you on Twitter, a law radio, and then on our Facebook page. Thank you for all your sweet words about my dog, Penny, uh, including the guy who thinks I should give her a bed. Okay. The dog has three beds and multiple mats that she could sleep on. It's not my problem that she chose to sleep on the hardwood floor against the door. What I don't know, and once the dog is down and she goes, <sighs> like that's how she sits down every time she stands up with a, <sighs> and she sits down with a, <sighs> sounds like me. <laughs> once she does that, there's no moving her. She will stay in place for at least two, three hours if she's out cold. So what am I going to do? Make her get up and go sleep on her bed. She was happy there. So, yeah, I, I'm not a mean dog owner. I do give her – she the dog's got more beds in the house than I do. <laughs> I mean, it's just – come on now. Anyway, I'm glad that you think she's sweet. She is sweet, and she's fluffy. And uh, do you have a dog? I do not. Do your kids not. want you to get a dog? Uh, my son's been asking for it. Yeah, yes. my daughter's too young. She's, I mean, she likes the dog that my in-laws have. Um, Puppy? Puppy? No, my in-laws have a, a big dog, Pitbull, but, oh, sweetest dog. Yes. Doesn't bark. Uh, so that's why my daughter thinks that, like, all dogs are like that. Yes. So when she sees a dog bark, she's almost startled. Like, what, what about what? So, yeah, but I don't know if I've got the room for this uh, just quite now. 
Mm. Kids are kind of small. The house is kind of crappy and small. I don't know if I really want to add a dog to the element in here. Um, I mean, it's a bit much. Your son's going to keep asking. Yeah, and I would love to have a dog. It's just I don't I don't have a fenced in yard or anything like. Gotcha. Uh, I don't know if I need that right now. Maybe in a little bit, <laughs> yes. but I don't think I need to be adding that extra responsibility. That uh, chaos. Yeah, I don't need to that. The mix. I don't need that right now. I gotcha. Well, still, it's really sweet though. It yeah. teaches kids a lot of responsibility. Absolutely. Can I? I, I let me get out of diapers. Like, let's. <laughs> Fine, I'll drop it. Let me get past that first before I add in another responsibility. (laughs) It's after hours. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Here on CBS Sports Radio, we got dogs. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Here on After Hours, we like you as much as you like us. Hey, what's going on? I love the show. Thanks Thank for having you. me on. Hey, enjoying your show, Amy. I'm normally not up to hear you, but you got a hell of a show. Thank you. Hi, Amy. I remember uh, talking with you when you very first started on CBS. You're such a superstar. Amy, thank you for taking my call. First time calling, listening to your show every morning as I travel into Boston. First time caller to any sports show ever, so you're <laughs> kind of taking my sports show virginity right now. Okay, well, but... that's not creepy at all. <laughs> this is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. opinion which actually makes our job delightful sometimes I pinch myself thinking about the fact that I just get to share my sports opinions for a living now there are days when I feel like this is mindless and I should be doing something more impactful with my radio skills Uh, but I know entertainment and fun distractions those are always necessary as well Uh, So keep doing it, but we like to mix it up a little bit because there's no such thing as a person who is one-dimensional, right? There's no such thing as a person who only thinks about sports or only thinks about news or only thinks about dogs or only thinks about cooking. I think about all those things, uh, and I try to mix them up because I, I feel like the more 
we can relate to each other, the more that you can identify with me, the the more you will appreciate the show. So yes, we we tend to sprinkle in a variety, a plethora, a smorgasbord. You got to say it like that, smorgasbord of topics and ideas and thoughts like pumpkin carving. Many of you wrote to us to share your reaction to our pumpkin carving discussion and also your advice. I had no idea that there would be advice on how to carve pumpkins or whether or not to get the pumpkin carving kits, the knives, if you will, because that is producer Jay's bright idea. We will get to that at the top of the hour. Well, not the top of the hour. We're going to do QB news at the top of the hour. I don't want to be inaccurate here. We're going to do pumpkin carving later uh, after we get to our first our first group of quarterbacks we've had to break them up like you're at camp or something and we had to split you up into two separate teams uh, because that's how it is on the Wednesday before the Thursday that kicks off a new week all the quarterbacks come out to speak and actually some of the quarterbacks aren't even playing will speak I actually saw that uh, Sam Darnold was speaking on Wednesday even though he is not scheduled to play this weekend for the Carolina Panthers A lot has happened even just in the first six weeks. And uh, at some point, maybe we'll do one of those surprise type of uh, shows where we can ask you your biggest surprises. But if you missed our conversation with Bryant McFadden, it's a guy who played for the Steelers. He was really shocked. He was telling us about how the AFC North has come out of the gate the first six weeks. So he talked about the different teams in the North But also his two surprise teams at this point are the Jets and the Giants. And I think a lot of people would be on board with that. So here we go into week seven. We've got four teams on by. And so it's a little less convoluted. Uh, But yeah, still plenty of storylines. The Cardinals losing Hollywood Brown, but picking up Robbie Anderson after Steve Wilkes kicked him off the field. Um, I just... All tangled. It's it's all this uh, crazy web, and it every move that a team makes then impacts the other teams around it uh, in in some way or another. Which is why I'm always uh, intrigued by we you know week to week and the various drama that plays out on the field. I mean, we were just talking about that with the Tua hits, right? Uh, and his concussion, and even as he returns, how that has cast a shadow and really changed the way that officials are calling roughing the passer. And it's very obvious. The NFL is a reactionary league. In some cases, it's a copycat league. And so these types of things tend to happen a lot. We can see the patterns with the National Football League. If you miss any of our conversations this week or last week, we've had some good ones inside the football world Pro Football Hall of Fame quarterback Kurt Warner from earlier in the week. That was Monday. Uh, And then Bryant McFadden will also be available on our podcast, AfterHoursAmyLawrence.com. This is odd, but we're going to do it anyway. (laughs) Uh, Just because I, I remember back to the spring when... Every single day we were talking about live golf versus PGA golf. Every single day 
somebody from, from the Live Tour was speaking out or somebody was defecting from PGA to Live. Now, it's gotten a little quieter, except you may notice every now and then, every couple of weeks, there's another PGA headline about how the tour is changing this tournament or adding money to this tournament or upping its purses or someone else is taking a shot at the Live. Or it was last week when Phil Mickelson actually took an opportunity. Uh, Live had a tournament and he took the opportunity in front of the microphone to double down on his decision to depart for this live tour. For a long, long time, my 30 years on the PGA Tour, pretty much all the best players played on the PGA Tour, at least for the last 20 years. That will never be the case again. And I think going forward, you have to pick a side. You have to pick what side do you think is going to be successful. And I firmly believe that uh, I'm on the winning side of uh, how things are going to evolve and shape in the in the coming years for professional golf and um, you know we play a, against a lot of the best players in the world on live and there are a lot of the best players in the world on PJ tour and until um, some you know until some of the um, well until both sides sit down and have a conversation and work something out uh, both sides are going to continue to um, change and evolve, and I see I see Live Golf trending upwards. I see PGA Tour trending downwards, and I love the side that I'm on. So that was Phil Mickelson again, doubling down on his decision to depart for Live. Dustin Johnson, for sure, is one of the best golfers in the world. Um, even though he's not gaining points anymore on the PGA Tour, which means his ranking is dropping. So you could look at the world rankings right now and go, oh, whoa, well, where's this guy? Where's that guy? And and Brooks Kepka had fallen off because of his injuries. And Bryson DeChambeau, same thing. But these are still really impressive golfers and obviously uh, world-renowned golfers. And then you've got Cameron Smith, who's the Aussie, who is actually ranked in the top 20, uh, and he departed as well. But the more that they are away from the PGA Tour and not receiving those tour ranking points, uh, well, then they're going to start to drop off. And so it's easier for the PGA to frame it. But Rory, of course, has been the defender of the PGA Tour since the spring. And he, of course, uh, is just very confused by Phil's comments. I don't agree with what Phil said last week. I understand why he said it because of the position he is in. Um but I don't, I don't think anyone that, that takes a logical view of the game of golf can, can agree with what he said. Anybody who takes a logical view of the game of golf can agree with what he said. Now, John Rahm identifies himself as a friend of Mickelson's, and they're both Arizona State products coming out of that great golf program. And he actually said, man, I love Phil, but I don't know what he's talking about. I really don't know why he said that. I think there's some great changes being made and great changes for the players on the tour. I truly don't know what drove him to say something like that, that he's on the winning side and that uh, the more we go down this road, the more you're going to see that the live tour is where it's at, so to speak. There are great golfers on both sides, but it's clear that the PGA Tour still has the majority of the best golfers in the world, even though... Liv has been able to attract some really big names. And as we've talked about, oh, with 
Rory McIlroy, not only did he designate himself as the defender of the PGA Tour, but he has not been shy every opportunity he has to speak up on behalf of the PGA. I certainly don't see the PGA Tour trending downward at all. All the talent, most 95% of the talent is here. You've got people like Tom Kim coming through who are, you know, that's, that's the future of our game. And actually, he was sitting next to Tom Kim. Uh, this was taking place at the CJ Cup, which is held in Las Vegas. And there's some really cool videos out there. Kim, who is a huge fan of Rory's, right? So kind of like young guys who eventually got to play with Tiger Woods. Rory is now in that space where young golfers who are coming up admire Rory McIlroy and, and probably watched him as they were trying to make their way through the ranks, maybe through uh, youth golf and then on into college. And so Mickelson is not backing down and maybe it is better for him. Let it go, dude. Let it go. <laughs> After 30 years of following the grind, we knew he had access to grind with the PGA Tour. Opening his big mouth to a reporter is is what got him into the mess earlier this year in the first place. And at this juncture, he's defiant. He's defensive. And I understand why. He's constantly under attack. He's been under attack. But I will continue to say two things. Number one, if... Phil had kept his mouth shut and not made the comments publicly that he did about the Saudi Arabian money that is backing the live tour. This wouldn't have been nearly as big a story. If it's not for Phil making his comments to Alan Shipnuck, who was writing a book about Mickelson and then ended up publishing those comments, those inflammatory comments that many of you have seen or heard over and over again, actually seen, they weren't heard If Phil doesn't do that, this doesn't become nearly as big a lightning rod. And also, the Live Tour can't buy the publicity it's gotten over the last seven months because of everything that happened with with Phil and with the PGA Tour. It's After Hours on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 